So I used to have this rule and I didn't know it was a rule, but I definitely followed it like it was a rule. And the rule was 60 minutes or nothing. I'm not sure where I picked this rule up and actually I could probably tell you if I trace it back a little bit and pull on the thread, I could probably find it. I mean, I am an elder millennial, not my favorite term, but perhaps descriptive of my age. And I am definitely of the era of teen magazines. Actually, true story, my mom did not allow me to read teen magazines when I was younger teen years. She thought that they would give me unhealthy ideas. And you know what? She was right. I think she let me read sassy magazines. So that very much dates me. But like many things, things that are forbidden become much more enticing. And I definitely picked up a magazine like at the dentist office or at a girlfriend's house. I hoarded those Cosmos and I don't know, what was what were some of those magazines? Definitely self-teen. I don't know. You know what I'm talking about. They're all online now, but they used to be in the grocery store on the checkout line. And these magazines were focused on getting us fit. And the way to do it, well, it probably or exclusively involved cardio and it was for sure 60 minutes or more. And if I'm going to date myself even more, I was a workout video like VHS girly. I had a Cindy Crawford workout video. Is that right? Like somebody tell me if that memory is accurate, but I'm pretty sure it was a Cindy Crawford 60-minute aerobics. I was a Billy Blanks kickboxing VHS girl. And then I eventually graduated to the Mari Windsor Pilates phase, which was at this point on a DVD. And all of these magazines and VHS slash DVD, all of these medias that were helping me to find fitness and workouts were 60 minutes. I actually went back and double-checked. I think that Mari Windsor had a 45-minute, thir- but it was a 60-minute workout. Like you committed and you rewound that videotape <laughs> and you carved out that 60 minutes and that's what, how you worked out. And so when I say that I have a rule or had a rule that I didn't know was a rule, but that I was following as a rule, and that rule was 60 minutes or nothing, or 60 minutes or it doesn't count, and I don't know where that rule came from, I actually think I have traced it back to the source. And the interesting thing about the 60 minute or nothing, hour or it doesn't count, is that I took this hidden rule that I didn't know I was using and didn't know was like stifling my options and basically limiting my options. And I applied it to so many things beyond exercise. I applied it to professional tasks, to productivity at work. I applied it to simple human basic tasks at home, like meal prepping. I just really, really clung to this rule of 60 or nothing. And I mean, who cares if it wasn't serving me or working or functional or fun? I just kept committed to this false idea of all or nothing. And then one day I discovered an idea so radically simple, yet fundamentally effective. It completely shifted the way I think about my time and and the way that I get things done that actually matter to me. And the idea is snacking. 
Now, I'm not actually talking about snacking in between meals, but the concept is the same because there are lots of ways to fit in the good things in our life. Just like with food, you can have one large meal or you can break it apart into snackable little micro meals. We are not going to get into the conversation or debate about big meals versus small. But the point is, if you're trying to get in nutrients and delicious food into your day, you can eat it all at once a couple times or you can snack it through the day. Both accomplish the same thing. And so when I say that I discovered snacking and it fundamentally shifted how I view time and how I view getting the right things done versus everything done, well, that's what we're talking about today. I'm Robin Conley Downs and welcome to Whole Life Organized. By the end of this episode, you will have one tip that will get you out of the all or nothing spiral, help you think about your time differently, and help you better fit in the things that matter. Okay, so maybe I'm just a damaged child of the 80s and 90s. I mean, if there was ever a time of excess, all or nothing, all in or all out, I can't think of one more representative of those ideals than those decades. I mean, you don't have to look far even today to find so many examples of this commitment to 60 or nothing, one hour or nothing. I mean, one of the top quote-unquote productivity gurus in this space talks about four hours of deep work and that that is a requirement of getting deep work done is like four solid hours of deep work. And that's great for him if that works. Sort of a like good for him and definitely not for me situation. And to be clear, I am not saying anything bad about 60 minutes in any form, whether that's productivity or wellness or exercise. I love a good yoga class that's 60 minutes long or a bar workout in studio when I can fit that into my life. And that is not an everyday thing for me. And if you're listening, I'm pretty sure it's not for you either. And one of the core aspects of my story of where I came from 10 years ago to where I am now, a very much chaos to calm transformation, that story is deeply grounded in my obsessive commitment to 60 minutes or nothing. Because when I decided to get my life organized, to take care of myself while also still getting all the other things I needed to get done in a day, I had no idea how much this all or nothing 60 minute mentality was affecting me because I actually knew the basic things I needed to do. That was not actually the problem, was knowing what I needed to do. Now, sure, I was distracted by all the possibilities and the possible optimizations and the trying to get everything right and perfect and follow the right diet plan and never get something at the grocery store that was quote unquote off the list and all of those things. But really, I knew kind of the basic things. I knew knew I needed to be moving my body. I knew I needed to be taking care of myself with eating real food. I knew I needed to manage my time and to focus on the things that mattered. I just did not know how to do it. And last week, we talked about organizing a to-do list. And let me just tell you, I really thought that the answer to taking care of myself and feeling good and getting time controlled and managed was to just add more to my list in 60-minute blocks. Oh gosh, I just remembered I was also following someone at the time who teaches morning routines and the morning routine was 60 minutes. So here I was 
working full-time, and it was like a 60-hour week full-time, had a toddler, was in school full-time in the evenings. So that was my day, was getting up at, I think it was 4.45 to fit this hour routine in, and then get myself together, and then get my daughter's stuff together for daycare, then take her to daycare, then go to work all day. Then one of us would pick her up from daycare. We, I don't even know what we were eating, and then... I would go to school and then I would come home and then I'd try to do an hour workout. This is not a lie. And I actually think that this is relatable to people because this is the idea of what we should be doing. I actually think I blocked all of this out because when I'm I'm just recalling it and it's traumatizing me <laughs> to think about it because I was doing my hour workout at 10 o'clock at night or 10.30 at night because I thought that 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 was the option. The option was all or nothing. It was sacrifice myself, my self-care, my happiness, my health. Did I already say health? Well, maybe I should add it twice and just forget it and not do it. Or the other option was take these hour chunks and add them on top of everything else I was doing. And I've said it before and I'll say it again. I actually was able to do it. I just strived my way right through it. Willpower, discipline, I just pushed myself into a state of burnout and exhaustion. And I wish I would have understood then that the idea of organizing your life and feeling good does not mean adding more and certainly doesn't mean sacrificing well-being and mental health in the pursuit of some perfect day. So eventually, or like pretty quickly within a year, I knew that that wasn't going to work. It was not sustainable. Just as miserable as I was before, I was fitter, healthier, still miserable. So clearly, I was making a lot of mistakes. But one of them was this white knuckle grip on 60 minutes. And you know what? I don't blame myself because I just went through a list of reasons why I thought it had to be this way. And I bet you can think of your own set of reasons, and it's probably quite long. People have told you this is the only way. People have shown you this is the only way. People you follow, or, you know, we don't, I don't think we read magazines quite the same way that we did. If you're a young person, you don't even know what I'm talking about with magazines, but maybe someone you follow on Instagram, whatever it is, we think it has to be a certain amount of time in order to count. And I am here to tell you, my friends, that that is not true. So along the way, in all my health and happiness habits research, I came across a set of studies on a concept called exercise snacking. So I did not come up with that term. It was developed by some researchers and then used in in some peer-reviewed published articles. Originally, it came from physiology, looking at, I think they were in the original study, they were looking at um, cardiovascular recovery or blood pressure, a physical marker of health. And it's amazing to me, probably not surprising, but amazing that it took researchers this long to even ask the question, what's the minimum amount of physical activity that somebody needs to get some health benefits? And shockingly, maybe not so shockingly, they found that something as simple as five minutes of physical movement can have an impact on physical health and then eventually mental well-being. And the exercise snack statistic that came from one of these studies that always stays with me is that researchers found that taking 60 stairs, so not 60 flights, but 60 actual stairs or steps 
improved physical health markers. So I think it was cardiovascular health and blood pressure daily. So people did this daily or almost daily. Okay, so 60 stairs. I live in a house with a lot of stairs. We recently moved and the person showing us this house said that some of the, the stairs were a deterrent for some people, which I completely get. Like maybe you have physical issue that precludes you from doing stairs and there's lots of ways to snack and I'll get to that. But for us, for my family, for my partner, my daughter, we were like, actually, this is great. Like we'll get a lot of exercise snacks in the day. And I counted and our our house from my office to the second floor has 26 steps. So if I go up those three times in a break in my day, I got my exercise snack, check and done. I remember when I first shared this concept on my previous podcast, The Feel Good Effect, I got messages from all of, all kinds of people about how they were exercising snack, exercise snacking. And I got a message from a nurse who had found a flight of steps outside the hospital she worked in. It, I think she was in California, so it was realistic for her to be doing this outside. I think if you work in an office building, I would say, you know, look inside, see if there's stairs. And she found a set. She counted out this, how many there were. She figured out how many times she needed to go up and down to get 60. And she did that twice a day. And here's the thing. That, that person was a person that was not doing any physical activity during a day. No movement breaks, no movement whatsoever. Now, granted, depending on the kind of nurse you are, you might be on your feet the whole day. This particular person told me she was a pretty sedentary in her particular position. So she went from somebody that was getting very little physical movement in her day to getting two exercise snacks of 60 stairs a day. The thing is that doing that every day for a year could change so much for you. But so many of us won't do it because we don't think it counts. And so we Sometimes we don't do anything at all. And I want to push on you a little with this idea of what counts. But before we do that, I want to just dig in a little more into what snacking means. Snacking is just taking anything that is on your list for the day that you know you need to do. It's connected to something important to you. Go back to episode one. Where do you start? How do you want to feel? And how do you feel now? And if you know that this is something you want to do because it's important to you, it means something, it connects to how you want to feel, whether that's physical activity, movement, exercise, whatever you want to call it, whether that's eating well, cooking dinner for yourself, making yourself lunch to go, managing your time and energy when you get home from work, being more focused during the day so that you're being productive and not wasting time. Whatever that looks like, snacking can be fundamentally like game changer for you. Because all snacking means is shrinking down something big into something very small. Simple. If you never listen to my podcast again, if you never join a program or get coached or read my book or make a recipe from my website, remember that. Take something big, shrink it down to something small. If you actually do that consistently, that's life-changing. So I find exercise snacking is one of the biggest shifts people can make right now. Like you literally can start this today. Pick one type of physical activity or movement. You don't have to label it exercise if that's triggering to you or you don't like that word. You know, we all have, well, we don't all, but a lot of people have baggage around physical activity. (laughs) So call it what you want, call it movement. Pick one type of movement. Literally could be stairs, could be a walk could be um, jumping on a little trampoline. It could be a recumbent or it doesn't have to be a recumbent. I don't even know why I said that. 
a bike, like a stationary bike is what I meant to say. Under desk treadmill. This is like my latest obsession, but you don't even need special equipment. I love my under desk treadmill. Like we'll do an episode on it, (laughs) but I don't want you to think you have to buy something because you do not have to buy anything. You can do this for free. You could find a set of stairs at your workplace. You could find a set of stairs where you live. If stairs don't work for you, that is not the only option here. You could do wall sits and planks. That sounds awful to me, but like maybe you want to do that. Actually, maybe I should be doing wall sits and planks, but that actually sounds just bad enough that I wouldn't snack it. So you do have to find something that you you actually will do. So this is something, this is a tip that you can do literally today, right now. I sound very Chris Traeger. Literally today, you can do this. So pick something that doesn't sound awful, something that you know you might even enjoy, and snack it. So five minutes. I'm serious about that. And I think a lot of people in the fitness space give this example, like just get on your, you know, roll out your yoga mat and just get on for five minutes. And then you might find that you keep going. That's not what snacking is. Just to be clear, like I love that tip. That's a good behavioral habit tip. It's not wrong. I'm just saying it's not what what snacking means that you do it for five minutes and then you're done. Now, certainly there's many, many times that I've snacked a walk or snacked stairs or snacked literally yoga, and then I have felt like doing more if I had time. But this is about bite-sized snacks that fit in your day. So like when you only have five minutes, your goal is not to then turn that into a 15-minute session because you don't have that 15 minutes. It's to fit in these little snackable things that make you feel good, that are connected to how you want to feel, that are connected to your bigger purpose and your goals, and then they fit in these gaps in your day. Now, once you've started snacking movement, you can start to snack other things. So maybe that is snacking meal prep. Meal prep is a conversation for another day, but meal prep is one of those things that I continue to see online as like a four to five hour endeavor. And that just does not work for me. I've never done done it that way. I, I will never do it that way. But I can snack ingredient prep where I throw some brown rice in my slow cooker and I walk away and then I have rice for the week. Or I snack making some hard-boiled eggs. I put them in the pan, cover them with water, put on the lid, turn on to high, wait for it to boil, turn it off, let it sit for 10 minutes, put them in ice water, put them in the refrigerator. That's it. That's all I did. I could snack getting lunch ready for the week. I could just put, if I have salad, I just coached a client on this, if making all the lunches for the week doesn't make sense, like put, if you know you want salad, put lettuce in a few to, to go containers and put those in the fridge. <laughs> like you've done part of it, okay? You've snacked it. And you can even snack your productivity work to do's. There are a number of things on my to do list that I will do for five minutes and be done. Without the goal of letting it go longer, you will be amazed at what can get done five minutes at a time. So I want you to give this a try. It's a very, very simple tip. And then if you're not doing it, if you're running into resistance, I want you to ask why. And I think usually the answer is that you think it doesn't count. And then, you know, we can unpack that a little bit. Like it doesn't count in what way. I really want to understand that. I think when it comes to movement, doesn't count often means doesn't burn enough calories. And I just urge you to separate those two ideas for the sake of an experiment of trying this out in your own life. 
Because it's true that if you set a fitness a fitness watch to count your calories for five minutes, it's not going to make a big dent. But I want you to know that fitness trackers are not one, they're not actually very accurate at tracking calories, but that's not even my point here. They're not tracking the things that actually matter. So when we say it counts and we're just conflating that with calories, like there's so much opportunity that's wasted there. And this is especially true if it's something that you know you want to be doing or that's important to you, whether it's focused work or moving your body or eating better, and you're not doing it at all. I would just really challenge you to think about what it would be like to snack those things during a week, one or two times a day. Let's say you snacked it twice a day. That's 10 minutes a day. If you do that six days a week, that is 60 minutes more than you're doing now. And especially if you're waiting for perfect or you're waiting for next week to be calmer or you're waiting for this year to be somehow different where you don't have all this on your plate and you don't have all these conflicting priorities and you'll definitely carve out time for 60, I just encourage you to try this. And it doesn't, like I said, it doesn't mean you can't also do four hours of deep work if that works or you can't go and do a 60-minute workout. It's just an alternative or a second option for getting more of the good in your day. If you try exercise snacking or snacking of any kind, I'd love to hear about it. You can connect with me at Whole Life Organized. Thank you so much for listening to Whole Life Organized. I want to remind you that you are not behind, you're not doing it wrong, and you've got time. Mm -hmm.